Beloved Church of God, beginning our service before the Lord, let us stand, please, and affirm with the proclamation of the faith of our heart, the promise that relates to the door of our hope. Let the resurrection of Christ reign in our bodies. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are grateful to your holy name for this once again privilege to be in this place that your hand has outlined for the worship of your holy name. And so allow your inheritance in the name of the blood of the covenant to be lifted to high, higher than us and to break all burden and sin that binds us. May in this service be cursed as before. All the works of devil, illnesses, poverty, premature death, demonic dependencies, all forms of fears, depression, destruction, selfishness, ignorance, all of this let it depart from the tents of your holy people. And stand, Lord, on the place of your rest, you and the ark of your might. And may your saints be clothed in your salvation, and may they rejoice before your countenance. Give us more from your Spirit, and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Allow us to find your holy countenance. We thank you that this service is presented by Apostle Arkady into your divine arms, and we ask you to continue to lead it with your high and uplifted hand, Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. May you be blessed. Please be seated. Beloved by God, Church, mercy and peace be to you and may it increase. I would like to continue our sermon called To Please God. Hebrews 11.5 By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. These two short words, to please God, these are the subject of our study. A person who will not receive a testimony that he pleased God will not be raptured. He will remain. And he will resurrect only after the uh, reign of Christ is done, after a thousand years. And if he is saved, as the Lord will separate them, those to the left and to the right, and the remnant that will please God, they will be raptured, and only those. And if you remember studying this unique place of scripture, the specific place of scripture, we've noted that although Enoch is mentioned in it, and that he is one of the examples we have of heroes of faith, he stands apart from all other heroes of faith, whose faith we need to imitate mentioned in this chapter. Because uh, uniquely from Enoch, here is what the scriptures say about the other heroes of faith. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Hebrews 11.13 When it lists all the heroes of faith in Hebrew, and this did not belong to Enoch, this was separate from Enoch. Therefore, in the words of this verse, we see a revelation of a unique in its nature promise where God intends to move us to heaven, allowing us to bypass the expecting us death after we've grown the born in us Methuselah into a perfect man who will achieve the fullness of growth of Christ in the symbolic number 
300. Therefore, in the given place of Scripture, the faith of the heart of man is presented in such a collaboration with the faith of God, where he is called to conquer death in his body in the form of the old man, passed to us by the sinful seed of our Father, so that after he can receive the ability to walk before God for 300 years so that he pleases God and in this way receive the right to the power to be moved to heaven, bypassing death, expecting us all. Therefore, it is not the birth of Methuselah in the plan of our established justification. The birth of Methuselah is obtaining the fruit of justification. We receive justification in the form of a seed, and then we turn it to profit us. If this is silver, the seed, we plant it into the, the seed into the ground, and it dies, and then the pro- when the process of death passes, every seed has a program in it. And when the seed dies, then this program begins to function. And the seed begins uh, from the seed, uh, there comes the plant. And so this growth from the seed is Methuselah. This is justification. If we had, <clears throat> if we receive by faith our justification in salvation, but this justification is a guarantee, it's not yet our own just a guarantee or a seed and when people say oh that's good I'm, I'm justified but a guarantee doesn't tell you that this is yours but when you invest it when you convert it and and the seed dies then the fruit of justification will come this methuselah according to scripture therefore the revelations of scripture the moving of the chosen by God remnant to heaven to God, avoiding death, expecting us all, is the brightest part of hope in building our trust, which was concealed from prior generations and was kept in heaven for those who fear God living in the last days. Therefore, in its fullness, this unique promise is called to be revealed to those who fear God only in the last days by the obedience of their faith to the faith of God, presented in Scripture in the preached words of the apostles and the prophets, who are called by the Holy Spirit to be the lips of God and carriers of the seed of the word. And Daniel says, Then I heard the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand, to heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it shall be for a time and times and a time and a half when the power of the holy people has been completely shattered all these things shall be finished although I heard although I heard I did not understand then I said my lord what shall be the ending of these things and said and he said go your way Daniel for the words are closed and sealed till the time of the end many shall be purified made white and refined but the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days, but you go your way till, till the end, for, the, for you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance at the end of the days. Daniel 12, 7 through 13. These words speak of the fact that the prophets of the Old Testament in the end in the end days at the start of the 70th week will rise to receive their inheritance and together with those who fear God will receive their imperishable bodies. 
it's it written that they without us not achieve this perfection and so that they without us not obtain it or achieve it when our bodies will be changed theirs will also change as well and they will rise <clears throat> Daniel was not part of the first sheaf because Christ resurrected and it's, it's written that many saints rose with him but to Daniel it was told that he would not be in the first sheaf he will be in the last days he will rise to receive it Apostle P- uh, Peter called the inheritance which he, we will receive with all who are sanctified a living hope belonging to the incorruptible inheritance that is undefiled and does not fade away Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. 1 Peter 1, 3-5 The virtue of living hope consisting in the imperishable inheritance in the form of our imperishable body is precisely called for the last days and is our primary and noble goal which we can inherit in no other way but by knowing the good acceptable and perfect will of God which is called to be for us that same truth which is learned and according to the words of Christ we are called by the established by us justification in the form of the born by us Methuselah to become free from the slavery of sin so we can receive the right to the power to be slaves of righteousness and in this way obtain the right and ability to walk before God in such a way that we please Him. To please God, it is necessary to walk with God. According to the given place, we conclude that it isn't fasting and prayer, repentance connected with encounters which are contrary to the truth are what are called to make us free from sin, but rather it is knowing the truth of the teaching of Jesus Christ, who came in the flesh, is what is called to make us free from sin, called to clothe us into the holy mantle of students of Christ. Therefore, according to the words of Christ, to move to heaven, bypassing death, expecting us all, we need to unite with the truth of the preached word into a marital union, Jesus says, know the truth, and to know it you can only in a marital union, consisting of faith in a specific imperishable inheritance that is able to be opened to us only by abiding in the preached word of the, or the obedience of our faith to the faith of God, spoken by the messengers of God, which makes us true students of Christ or slaves of righteousness. It is specifically the noble status of a student of Christ is what gives us the ability to know the truth or to make a marital union with the truth, which gives us the right to the power to proclaim the not-existent stronghold of life within our body as existent. And it is only this kind of marriage union of a student of Christ with the truth of the Word of God is what makes us perfect in Christ Jesus or free from slavery to governing sin, living within our body, in the form of the old man, with his deeds. It is only this kind of marital union with the truth of the preached to us word is what clothes us into noble slaves of righteousness, or into a desirable government of truth over us, 
which we have concealed within our heart in the format of the elementary teaching of Christ, which is demonstrated in the fruit of our meek or gentle lips, which we have grown into the tree of life in the Eden of our heart. It is specifically a gentle tongue. We receive all of this in the form of a seed and grow it. And to grow it, you need the truth about the cross because the seed needs to die. And after the seed dies, then the growth appears. This is not yet fruit. Uh, the plant needs to grow. And once it's grown, it will bud and then it will produce fruit. And so specifically, a gentle tongue disciplined by the truth of the word of God represents the rule of the grace of God within our heart by the righteousness of of our heart, which is confessed in the fruit of our gentle tongue. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 15.4 If you can imagine for yourself, millions of Christian people think that they are under this grace and that grace is already in their pocket and that salvation is there also, but it's a paradox thing. They are also yet trying to earn it with evangelism, good works, and so this speaks of the fact that they're completely ignorant. They contradict themselves. If you're saved, then produce fruit to God, but everything is focused on evangelism, doing good deeds. There's no focus on producing fruit to God. To produce fruit to God, you need to pay a high price so that the seed die and so therefore moving to heaven in the middle of the 70th week and avoiding the death expecting us all is the result of the work of righteousness in growing our Methuselah and walking before God in the wilderness of our sanctification the place God has allured us so that he can give us our vineyards from there the valley of Accor and the songs of our youth when and so when it says songs of our youth we sometimes also sing, I dedicate my youth to you. You need to keep in mind that this is an eternal youth, not here in the in our body, in the flesh. Our spirit has an eternal uh, youthfulness. It, it does not age. And so the, these are the songs of our youth that God pro- promises to give at the door of our hope, at the door of, sang- of rapture. And this revelation is the most glorious promise and primary goal of our incorruptible and undefiled inheritance in Christ Jesus, which is tightly linked with a series of other oath promises of God, which we need to be clothed into, otherwise we will not be allowed to move to heaven and bypass the expecting us death, which Enoch himself conquered. Since all these, and so this revelation is the most glorious promise and primary goal of our incorrupt and undefiled inheritance, which is tightly linked with a series of other oath promises. Since all of these promises serve the promise of the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, which all of the promises serve this promise of the adoption of our body, and so we need to have all of them, which is the integral part of our imperishable inheritance, as all together they serve in building our body into a temple of the Holy Spirit, due to which it was necessary for us to answer three questions. First question, what do we need to do to receive the right and ability to walk before God or walk with God so that we can please Him and receive a living testimony that we pleased God in the form of our new heavenly body? This question we looked at 
by studying the event of Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, who had in this event, he represents our mind. This is the mind of everyone who believes. Why is a synagogue a ruler of a synagogue? Because until the fruit of justification is produced, we are all rulers of the synagogue, and only after we produce fruits of justification, when we bear our Methuselah, then do we begin to build upon the foundation of hope our trust that is our building we build ourselves into a temple of God temple of the Holy Spirit and so he had justification the seed of justification in the received by him guarantee consisting in the format of the seed which is his 12 year old daughter the fact that she was 12 years old that means he had the elementary teaching of Christ the teaching of of Jesus Christ being uh, the teaching of being born from God, and he had it in seed, in the form of a seed, not fruit. But the fr- seed needs to die, and that's why his daughter needed to die, so that uh, Methuselah can be born in him. And so when his daughter died, then Methuselah was born in him. The resurrection of the daughter was the uh, producing the fruit of justification. And before this, he received one more uh, one more sign, he also needed to lose his soul. We see this in the woman that suffered with blood loss for 12 years, and she touched the hems, the hem of the garment of Christ, and when she touched hit the hem of his garment, her bleeding stopped. This is a symbol of his soul. His soul also went through the process of death because the blood uh, leaving is death for the soul and now the soul was in his hands and when he had his soul in his hands as Moses had his soul in his hand in the form of the uh, rod that he had cast now he could uh, he now he can go to the resurrection the resurrection of his daughter so that he can finally produce Methuselah, produce the fruits of justification, and producing the fruit of justification, he received the right to pay the price of how to walk before God so that he could please God. Second question, what criteria and characteristics do the scriptures provide for the fullness of our incorruptible, undefiled, and unfading inheritance in Christ Jesus, which isn't given to us in the form of a menu in a restaurant where we can choose something and then leave something Considering that for every oath promise that is included in our inheritance and the incorruptible and unfading inheritance that is in Jesus Christ, there is a price that is required to be paid. Since every promise is given to us exclusively in the format of a seed, which we receive into a conscience that is cleansed from dead works or the soil of our heart and are called to grow into the fruits of righteousness, And so in a specific format, we already studied uh, the second question and 12 components identifying our lot, which we need to receive, and receiving the inheritance, we will be able to pay the appropriate price to walk before God. If we will not know our inheritance, we will not be able to pay the price for it. It will not be beneficial to us. We need to be able to see our reward. And for the sake of what are we paying this price, because for every promise that we receive, we need to experience death and a lot of uh, sorrows the righteous may have, but from all of them God will deliver him. 
And so we've been studying question three, what price we need to pay so that we can walk before God or walk with God so that we can please him and receive the inheritance of God the Father, which he gave to his son, Jesus Christ. We are called to inherit in Jesus Christ in the seed of the word and in turn grow the seed into the fruit of the kingdom of heaven, consisting of the stronghold of life so that it can rule within our body in the place of the stronghold of death. And if righteousness rules in the heart first, then it's necessary now in the bodies that that righteousness rule as well. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Genesis 5.24 I will remind us to walk with God means I'm bringing forth some of the meanings, some of the definitions. I can literally list three pages full. Of, of, of mean of what it means but because of the uh, taking of Enoch to heaven uh, I'm bringing forth these but there are many many more of them and so first to walk with God means walk in the same light that God walks in and you have knowledge of the light that God walks in be led by the Holy Spirit think about what is spiritual to walk by faith or obey your faith to God's faith, perform righteousness and sanctify yourself because the righteous shall be righteous still and the holy shall be holy still. Clothe yourself into the love of God, agape, as it says, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Take the reproach of those who reproach Christ. Perform the justice of God, that is, perform righteousness, Show mercy to the vessels of mercy and call wrath upon the vessels of wickedness. Have a non-greedy character or nature. Forgive your neighbors as Christ has forgiven you. And, And there are more of them. Since the first six components of the price for the right and ability to walk with God have already been studied by us, we will immediately go on to the seventh component. Seventh component of the price for the right to walk before God so that we can please God consists in the price paid for the right to have the faith of God in your heart, which will not be within the realm of our feelings, but within the realm of our knowledge. Faith is information. It cannot be in the realm of our feelings to feel it. You need to know. I know in what I believe. It can it consists in the area of our renewed mind collaborating with the faith of God abiding within our heart which will be tested by the results of our voluntary and reasonable decision to forgive one another as Christ has forgiven us to walk with God is to pay a continual price of forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven us and we sing that even the hands of friends can bring us pain and we need to forgive those things. Where it says, have God's faith. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray within the boundaries of God's faith, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. I add these words because 
this is the meaning that's here. When we ask what is according to his will, we we will receive it. And if and so if you pull it out of the general context of scripture, this verse, and say that if we believe it will be, we will believe. But believe is linked to information that comes from God. And so when we ask what is according to his will, then we will receive. And so the main thing here, what does it mean to walk before God? When you you stand in prayer, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Mark 11, 23-26. It's absolutely not beneficial to us not to forgive. It's beneficial to us. We have an interest that at the time of the setting of the sun, before we go to go to sleep, that we have forgiven the uh, offense, the hurt, uh, because we don't know if we'll wake up tomorrow. According to the given place of scripture, the testimony which Enoch received consisted in the fact that due to the collaboration of his faith with the faith of God and his move to heaven to God, avoiding death, Enoch was required to fulfill a particular condition. This condition consisted in the following, when he will stand before God in prayer, he needs to testify before God using his voluntary and reasonable abilities. He forgive the sins committed against him by his neighbors. Fulfilling this condition and prayer, he in this way paid the price for the right to walk before God. Since walking with God included the ability to be considerate and forgive the neighbors that are around him, which is for the innumerable or vast category within our churches, a deadly odor, and for the few only who come to God, believing that He is, and He is a rewarder, a odor-giving life. As it is written, Hebrews 11.6, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And so for the for those these people... Uh, this word is a odor giving life <clears throat> and for others the interpretation of parables events they serve as an odor a foul odor they turn their noses away because because instead of being a clean animal they're typical pigs who are not able to chew uh, the cud one evil person had come up to me and said you called me a pig or you call us pigs I said I did not call you a pig uh, you yourself uh, seem to identify yourself this way and so if you claim this that means you are one and he said well we have a different gospel well it, with this other gospel you can <clears throat> you will perish but he says well we I want you to know that we love you really you you love us you you tear the body apart and, but you and you abandon us but you claim that you love us and unfortunately this person uh, spent more than 10 years in the church and the fact that you were here means you were never part of us the reward of those who seek him for seeking the path leading to knowing God by the format of knowing the truth is knowing our incorruptible undefiled and unfading inheritance placed by God upon our account in Christ Jesus which includes the condition to forgive one another. The absence of knowledge about the reward in the form of our undefiled and unfading inheritance and for the condition which we are called to fulfill 
will not allow us to discover the path leading to the knowledge of God in the form of our inheritance, which will understandably not allow us then to walk with God for 300 years, to grow our Methuselah, and in this way please God. To seek God in forgiving one another means to seek the revelation of the path leading us to the goal established for us by God. So we walk, <clears throat> let us remember that when you forgive one another, wait for a revelation. God gives revelations to people who have inclined themselves, uh, allowed themselves to forgive because in forgiveness, you have you need to use your will and mind. The feelings want vengeance, they're wounded but you do what is against your feelings and you fulfill God's will and you say to the Lord, Lord, I forgive the one that's offended me in the name of Jesus Christ, not paying attention to my wounded feelings because they don't want to listen to me. But the time comes, as I've often said, our feelings, they need to obey you as a a horse that's been rode and, and disciplined, that's broken uh a horse is a very hot animal. They use it in, in war. And these are our feelings. And if you have not disciplined your horse, then your horse, uh, the fact that it's casting you off is not surprising. One brother tells me, as soon as I remember, then I have a lot of pain. And I tell him, well, that's your horse casting you off again. You need to uh, ride him more and 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 in this way train discipline your feelings so he'd not toss you off there is a necessity to, sh- to show god your favor in the forgiveness of one another to obtain the favor of god and forgiveness of our sins or to please god which in fact is the same thing and so we uh show god our favor and god then shows us his favor and we show our favor by forgiving one another and in this way we please him. Understanding this thought, Moses, like Enoch, asked God to reveal the way leading to knowing God, and by doing this he showed his favor so that he can obtain the favor of God. He says that you say that I've obtained favor in your sight. How did he obtain favor? If you can imagine the millions of people that were with him that were worried that were always rebel, rebellious, always wanted to stone him, always rejected his leadership over them. But he needed to forgive them. He was zealous for them. In such, so much so, he begged God not to destroy them because he says, I will bring another nation from you. God told him, I will destroy all of them. And he said, no. Specifically, the strive to know God in the conditions of His good, acceptable, and perfect will, concealed in the teaching of Christ, is us paying the price for the right to walk with God, and in this way we are pleasing God or obtaining His favor in the plan of the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. We obtain favor, the favor of God in the plan of the redemption, the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, because our spirit is eternal, it is in the likeness of God, our soul understands this we with our mouth proclaim the faith of God we have a gentle a mouth meek mouth and our body stays the same and so this final part is God gives us the promise he will adopt our body that at the door of our hope he will adopt our body he will give us a new body 
Therefore, the means used for what does not give us knowledge about God in His good, acceptable, and perfect will are false goals, however great and noble they may appear in our eyes and our mind. As Moses has said, Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. Exodus 33.13 You see how he forgave. He forgave so much so that he continued to pray to God. He found he was looking for ways to save them and he needed to obtain God's favor in knowing God's way. And this way, this path in scripture is called the path to knowing God, which is demonstrated in the ability to know the truth, giving us the right to obey our faith to God's faith, which consists in his revelation, which is given to those who thirst and ask for a revelation of this path upon which the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God is known. Everything that God does and gives, he gives to a thirsty heart. Therefore, the path leading to the knowledge of God is the path to the revelation of various promises revealing the character and love of God. Every promise from a certain angle uh, reveals the character of our Heavenly Father, His nature. The revelation of the character and love of God is the consistency of our pure and incorruptible inheritance by which we can know God and because of these un- this understand uh, understood by us promises we can pay the necessary price consisting in fulfilling the commandments of God. Without the presence of the revelations of our imperishable inheritance in our heart allowing us to know God in fulfilling His commandments, identifying the path to our primary goal, which is the hope of our calling, we will likely pass by this prime, pass by this primary and great goal, as it will only be familiar to us in the form of slogans or the letter which kills. Let us remember that a slogan and just a letter it kills and does not give life. When people cite places of scripture, not understanding their meaning, they kill themselves. This will not bring life. They think that they will cite the word of God and this will bring them life. This will bring them death. If no one will explain to you an anointed person of God placed by God, who are God's lips, will explain what this place of scripture means, what you're confessing will serve as death for you, not life. We need to know that the fullness of the One woman, uh, my wife, was work, working and her, her manager was smoking uh, and she was smoking and her father had died and she says, soon I will meet with my father in heaven, she was saying, sitting there with her sitting there with her cigarette and saying this about her father who had just passed away and a sister was standing there and said, yes, right within this cloud of smoke, will you will you meet with him? But who you will meet with? People truly believe they believe that they will meet many people during the war hundreds are dying and they and people are convinced they're going to heaven and that they will live a beautiful life that there will not be worse there you created these wars this is a, your result this is not god god does not uh, promote wars god gave his son 
but you kill one another, hate one another, and want to then also end up in heaven, you will end up in heaven, but not the heaven you think. However, there are few who are familiar with the condition and inheritance in the form of the path of the commandments and statutes of the Lord included in the format of our inheritance that is kept for us in heaven in Christ Jesus, which is called to become a treasure in our heart to serve as our reward in the form of promises, the value of which will allow us to count the reproach of Christ as riches rather than all of the pleasures of sin. As it is written, by faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. Hebrews 11:24 through 26 Because he was familiar with the reward, his parents disciplined him, his parents disciplined because his mother breastfed him she she was his witness and one found her and and to to feed him and they paid her a lot of money to do it understandably we see that in the name methuselah In the name of Methuselah implies the groan by us with tears and trials justification in the format of righteousness from the sown by a seed of justification, which we have turned to profit in the death of the Lord Jesus, so we can receive it in, in the truth of the resurrection of Christ, in the fruit of righteousness or justice, where we receive the ability to trample upon and overcome personified death within our body in the form of the old man whom we have abolished from power. He is abolished from power, but he is not yet thrusted out. We have the ability to over, uh, rise against him and not obey him, but it's not pleasant that he still lives in our body. And so here we will receive the ability when we grow our Methuselah, this fruit of justification, we will perform righteousness. And we, when we perform righteousness, uh, the work of righteousness is the thrusting out from our body, the stronghold of death, this old man and in its place the <clears throat> erection of the stronghold of life and we will remember that all of the promises included in the treasury of our inheritance kept in heaven in christ jesus can be received by us only in the format of a seed i say this often because many ask the question how is this how is it in fruit so that we understand you hear you hear right now not fruit but seed the word that is being preached is seed but for it to produce fruit for you, you need to receive it into your heart and say, may be according to your word, O Lord. And as soon as you say, may be according to your word, Lord, the seed is placed into the ground. And now it will quietly die. In it, there's a program of the kingdom of heaven. And when it begins dying, there will uh, then a plant will come from it. It will begin. And you will not notice this. You will notice the plant later. And you will be surprised. But the plant is not everything. The plant will need to bud then, and then fruits will need to be produced. And the fruits will not yet be matured. They need to mature. And as soon as the fruit matures, then the time will come to resurrect the dead and rapture the living. And so before bearing Methuselah, the birth of whom allowed Enoch 
to walk with God for three hundred years, counting himself dead to sin and living for God, proclaiming the not-existent stronghold of life in his body as existent, and God fulfilling it by moving him to heaven to himself. He experienced this moment. He, for three hundred years, he proclaimed the stronghold of life in his body as existent for three hundred years. We don't need this amount of time. Enoch had, it required him this much time to show us justice, God's justice, because God's justice is symbolically in the number 300. We'll see this further. Until Enoch was 65 years old, where he, with all his will, was still not able to walk with God to please him. As it is written, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years, and he had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Genesis 5, 21-24. And so he continued to bear uh, promises. He received the seeds and was producing them into fruit he bore other sons and daughters walking uh, with God. Their names are not are not mentioned here because the primary name, driving away death, uh, abolishing the power of the old man is Methuselah. Therefore, 300 years is not the symbol of a certain span of time, but a symbol of the grown fruit of righteousness within our temporary time here destroying death and driving away corruption from our body in the name of the born and grown Methuselah within the Eden of our heart. And when the fruit of the Spirit in the name of the born to us Methuselah comes to its fullness, consisting in the symbol of the number 300, identifying the fullness of the measure of growth in Christ, consisting in the ability to perform justice, we will discover our Methuselah who has come to the to the full measure of growth in Christ in the symbol of the length of the ark of Noah, which by building Noah judged the world and which by building we are called to judge the world in ourselves in the form of the old man with his deeds. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make room rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. This is a symbol of justice. And it took time for him to build. He walked with God before God uh, building this ark. Uh, And so 300 cubits, it's width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. And if the length of the ark consisted of 300 cubits, which identified the function of justice, then the width of the ark being 50 cubits identified the function of the leadership of the Holy Spirit. At the same time, the height of the ark being 30 cubits identified the function consisting in the measure of full growth of Christ, which allowed Noah in the form of Enoch and then also us to be priests or to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The the priest can only become a priest at 30 years old. Until he's 30, he needed to study the laws. And we know that the Pentecost is tied in with a baptism, but it's not talking here about the simple baptism, but the uh, leadership of the Holy Spirit. Today, many receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit 
but they will never be led by the Holy Spirit for the reason that they think that baptism of the Holy Spirit is the leadership of the Holy Spirit, this confusion. And this is a terrible mistake that can lead them to hell because they do not strive. They don't understand the quiet voice of the Holy Spirit. They think that they speak in tongues and that they're led by the Holy Spirit because of that. The function of justice was also noted in the event of Samson, who caught 300 foxes, tied their tails with one another, lit them, <clears throat> he lit the <clears throat> he lit the torch that was between them and released them into the harvest of the Philistines and burned all all that that they have reaped and all that was not yet even ready to be reaped. Further, the function of justice was noted also in the event of Gideon, where he, per a revelation of God, chose for himself 300 warriors with whom he successfully overcame the Ammonites, Moabites, and those who dwell on the mountain. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone who laps from the water with his tongue, as a dog laps, he shall set apart by himself. And so this is them receiving the word of God for themselves, because many who hear the word of God, they sit and they look to the side. Oh, this sister is probably for you, or this brother is for you. This, I saw this very clearly. I was preaching, and I saw these uh, glares of people looking at others. I see that they're not receiving it. They hear it, and they think that they're not like this. They're better, and that this is for somebody else, but not for them. This is that they're not lapping up as, as a dog would lap up the water they will not be able to perform justice, the justice of God. And so the Lord had revealed to him who will, everyone who laps from the water with, with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. And the number of those who lap, putting their hand in to their mouth was 300 men, but all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water. Then the Lord said to Gideon, by the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hands. It is specifically, Judges 7, 5 through 7, it is specifically when our Methuselah is grown into the fullness of the growth of Christ, which is identified in the symbolic number 300, this is specifically when the stronghold of life will be eradicated with noise from our body by the teaching of Jesus Christ concealed within our heart. And then the existing stronghold of death, the power of which we have abolished within our mortal body in the form of the old man will finally be with noise be thrusted out into hell in, and in its place the stronghold of life or the stronghold of incorruption will rule within our body. Hebrews 2, 14, 15, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and the stronghold of death and so the power of the stronghold of death and release those who thought through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Stronghold of death uh, it, the, the law itself never uh, justified anybody. It condemned everybody. Hebrews 2, 14, 15 the law of grace when a person if a person sins we have Jesus Christ the righteous one who died for our sins. We proclaim our sins confess them and then the Lord forgives us but if and if our conscience condemns us then the Lord does not condemn us and the righteous may fall seven times will rise again God wants all of you to not have this feeling of guilt because the feeling of guilt 
does not allow you to be bold to pray to God. Try to avoid this feeling of guilt. The Holy Spirit will never condemn you that you fell into sin. This will either be your conscience or the devil, the old man who will be speaking from the name of your as if conscience and thoughts that may come either from the devil or from the old man. They are not your own, but they come specifically as if it's from you. It's as if you thought of this. And so don't be confused. This is not yours and you don't want this. And so rejoice. It's not you. And although it you, you have it in you, it doesn't belong to you. Take a good broom as Abraham did and began to chase away these birds. Therefore, so that Enoch and also us to walk with God or receive a revelation of the path leading us to the place for us by God goal consisted of being moved to God, avoiding the place for all of us death. Enoch needed to, after the birth of Methuselah, walk before God for 300 years in the light of the word of truth, in the light of, of which, or the boundaries of which in which God himself walks. To continually renew the reasonable abilities of your soul by the spirit of your mind, which is the mind of Christ within our spirit, and in this way pay the price for the right and ability to walk with God, being vigilant in prayer. Because it is not possible to continually be vigilant before God in prayer without the reasonable abilities of the soul that are renewed by the spirit of our mind, which is the mind of Christ within our spirit so that we in this way receive the legitimate right to clothe our body into the resurrection of Christ in the fruit of the grown by us Methuselah in the form of our new man able to bear fruit of the tree of life consisting in the fruit of a gentle or meek tongue. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit, Proverbs 15.4. That means that a wholesome tongue or a meek tongue is disciplined by the word of God. It's not that it's silent. It's not silent. It speaks, but it speaks the word of God. As soon as he speaks, he speaks the word of God. And the word of God has such a crushing power that you can't resist. We can conclude that Enoch walked 300 years before God in the light of the truth concealed within his heart, in the light which God himself walks in, as it is written, but if you walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin, 1 John 1, 7, and to walk in the light of the truth, in the light in which God himself walks, it is necessary to first turn to profit, the silver of our salvation, received by us by the instruction of our faith, by the instruction of our faith in the format of the seed of justification so that we after can receive it in the format of the fruit of righteousness in the name of the Sela. This is in practice losing your soul by being instructed in faith in the death of the Lord Jesus Christ or by being instructed in faith to separate by collaborating your cross with the cross of Christ from your nation, separate from your nation, the house of your father. And we're not talking about your house that your house meaning uh, that is the children born to you but the house of the the house of your father not just your house but the house of your father in the form of our sinful genetical inheritance and our life in the flesh which in practice means die in the death of the Lord Jesus for your nationality in the form of your nation died for the house of your father those who resist the truth rarely do fathers actually receive it they often resist it for the corrupt desires of your soul we 
conclude that to bear Methuselah, that Enoch bearing Methuselah was not him walking before God and was not able to please God because this was not the goal of God placed for Enoch which could please God, as Methuselah was the means given to us to achieve the goal consisting in pleasing God. To please God, it was necessary to satisfy the desire of God consisting in the faith of Enoch for such a move to heaven that would bypass the placed by God to, uh, for all of us death. And so for this, it was necessary not just to bear Methuselah in the grown by his fruit of righteousness into the fullness of growth in Christ, but again, he needed to uh, be born and grown. For faith, Enoch, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because he had, God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God, Hebrews 11.5. The phrase to please God means to obtain the favor of God, draw God's favor upon yourself, to walk before God in the light that God himself walks in, see God in his good, acceptable, and perfect will, be liked by God, be likable to God, make God happy, satisfy the hunger and thirst of God, come to the goal that is placed by God within the appointed by God time frame, because the five unwise uh, virgins came in, not in the time appointed by God. They had oil, uh, oil in their lamp, but not within the appointed by God time frame. Calm the heart of God. Hit the goal with the released by yourself arrow in the confessions of the faith of your heart, consisting of pleasing God. And this is possible when you pay the price for the right to walk before God by collaborating our reasonable abilities renewed by the spirit of our mind with the reasonable abilities of our heart, which are the mind of Christ within our spirit, as it is written. But now you yourself are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. This is in our time when I hear how the young people and many saints speak dirty words, uh, they cuss. Some even do this at home. I knew parents that were in our church who cussed out their children when they were angry and at the same time as if received everything and rejoiced. But uh, these words are terrible. You need to remove that from yourself. People noticed me by this fact when I was in the atmosphere of non-Christians for whatever reason uh, they were surprised by me and said you're not like everyone else and one captain uh, he, uh, he, he was political and finished in the academy he said there's something different uh, in you than me and I noticed he says you don't cuss you don't have dirty words how did you how do you do this everybody who speaks with me speaks dirty words but you're different because you don't speak these words and when I went to study the English language before we came here to America they asked me in the day after they asked me who are you and I said I'm a person and we know you're a person but you're not like others and one of them was saying, I, I told you he's an alien. I knew I knew he was an alien. And because my mouth was clean. Well, how did they know the disciples of Christ? They knew by how they spoke. They 
spoke as Jesus spoke. And so when it says put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth, people lie to one another when you don't need to lie. Some people just lie when they don't need to. Do not lie to one another. They they add things, they color them differently. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds. And so when you uh, discipline your tongue and don't speak this filth, then this way you cast off the old man with his deeds. And having put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. where there's neither Greek nor Jew, nor circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Colossians 3, 8 through 11. Another component that you are clothed into the new person and cast off the old. And so it first, according to this given command or condition to examine yourself as to whether you are able to renew your mind uh, with the spirit of your mind is by how we behave with the Gentile and the Jew to the to the circumcised to the to the barbarian to the Scythian and to all of this the male and female to all of these things when we correctly uh, think about these things and regard these things and also our hope where every time we will present in our service to God and in our fight with evil originals and not uh, copying, always seeking what is God's will in the preach to us word who in his relationship with us, God in his relationship with us never has copies. He always presents only originals. Daniel was talking about this on, uh, on Friday that you need to forget not just the uh, the fall that you've had, falls that you've had, the, the uh, losses that you've had in the past, but also the victories. You have to live today's day. Don't live by past victories. Don't deceive yourself with them because every day there will be a new strategy and you can't use the old strategy that God had given you yesterday for something else. You need to always wait for a new strategy. And so Enoch was not focused upon Methuselah, although his birth allowed him to pay the price to walk before God. As for Enoch, Methuselah was the means to achieving the great and wonderful goal of being moved alive from from the earth to heaven and bypassing death. After the birth of Methuselah, he bore other sons and daughters who also were the fruits of his spirit, without which he was not able to please God. The birth of Enoch, bearing sons, gave, spoke of the ability that he was able to be uh, fertilized with the seeds of the word of God. And him bo- bearing sons testified of the fact that he was able to uh, rep- uh, present the seed of truth in the fruit of his mouth. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. John fifteen eight, And so we symbolically see in the birth of of the daughters, we also see the daughter of Jairus, if you remember his daughter. Prophet Isaiah, the fruit of justice in the form of the sons of Enoch, was his son, Magar Shahal Bashbas, if you remember, who was born because of the previously born by him first son, Shahar 
Yosef, if you remember, the foreman of the seat of justification, according to the text that we've been reading, walking of Enoch before God for 300 years, where he walking before God in the light in which God himself walks and bearing sons and daughters, he pursued only one goal, and this is to be moved alive from the earth to heaven. And so when it says that Enoch was moved by faith, is that Enoch received a revelation about or in his heart about this goal to be moved to heaven and bypassing death that we all for the sake of which he bore Methuselah he received a revelation that God wanted to take him alive but for this he needed to bear such a promise fruit of righteousness that he needed to produce in the form of Methuselah who drives away death and after received the ability to walk before God, he for 300 years walked before God, in which he, by collaborating his renewed mind with the mind of the new person, also bore sons and daughters, additional sons and daughters, not in this way forgetting the primary goal that he had, and that is to be moved to God. This continuation in striving to the goal of being moved to God, Enoch, walking before God for 300 years in the light in which God himself walks and he pleased God and after he was taken he received a testimony that by the by obeying his faith to God's faith he in this way was able to bypass death and please God and so hypothetically a person like Enoch who bore Methuselah or one who has died in the Lord Jesus Christ, or died for his nation, the house of his father, and for the, his direct uh, corrupt desires, he at the same time will allow God to draw him or lure him into the wilderness, so that in this wilderness he can God can speak to his heart, and in this sanctification that he will be in, he will be able to receive the his vineyards, the valley of Accor, and his youth, which is our primary goal that is placed for us by God so that we can sing in the wilderness of our sanctification as in the day of our youth as in the day that we came out of the land of Egypt therefore the vineyards the valley of Accor and the song of our youth is the promise that uh, establishes our hope or our primary goal as it is written, Hebrews 2, 14, 15, Therefore, behold, I will lure her, will bring her into the wilderness and speak comfort to her. I will give her her vineyards from there and the valley of Accor at the do- as a door of hope. Hope, and so before rapture happens, she will, shall sing there in the days of her youth as in the day when she came up from the land of Egypt. We conclude that if we, after bearing the fruit of righteousness to God in the name of Methuselah, where we in the death of the Lord Jesus died for our nation, the house of our Father, and for our corrupt desires, will al- which allowed us to eradicate in our body the power of governing sin in the form of our old man, if we don't allow ourselves to be allured by God into the wilderness so that we can receive their, the reward, the promise that is called to be fulfilled at the door of our hope, allowing us to pay the appropriate price so that we can grow our Methuselah, which means to walk for, uh, or to pay the appropriate price to uh, walk before God for 300 years. 
our methicella, if we don't allow this to happen, our methicella will die, and we, un not noticing ourselves, will be in the hands of the old man, who will take then seven more evil than himself, and they coming in will then live within our body, as it is written, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest, and finds none. Then, when does he come out? When you bear your methicella. You bore the fruits of righteousness, but you're not performing righteousness. You're not doing the work. You rejoice. Your your room is cleaned out, sanctified. Everything's good. Many sanctify for the sake of sanctification. As the encounters, you ask them why they do it to sanctify themselves. But why are you sanctify yourself? Just to sanctify ourselves. They don't understand why the questions being asked. Even sanctification for the sake of sanctification. Are you in, in your right mind? Sanctification needs to have a purpose. There needs to be a reason for it. And so we sanctify ourselves so we can pro perform righteousness, so that we can perform justice, and not just sanctification for the sake of sanctification. When an unclean spirit goes out of man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order, sanctified. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So it shall also be with the wicked gener this wicked generation. They get to this point and don't want to pay the price. They can already... They, because you have to pay the greater price, everyday price, to walk with God, and that is continuously separate yourself from everything that is not holy, with everything that's sin, and where you have come in contact with sin somewhere, immediately tell the Lord, Lord, I leave this, I don't want this, this is not my own, forgive me, and continue to establish your righteousness, and continue to behave this way. People want to just uh, rest and live a free life. That's it. I bore my methicella. I have rapture in me. And now we will earn again. We'll try to earn again our, our salvation. Let us evangelize. Uh, and where do you think people are calling other people in this evangelism? A person who was a, a, a drug addict and and, and these people often are not freed from the sins that they have, will call people to Christ. There were people who were repenting in, in different kinds of sins, and they left. And I told them, when you leave, all the sins will be back on you. Because the fact that you were forgiven uh, in my presence, you now have rejected me when these sins were forgiven in my presence. Uh, their heart became foolish. Their ears became deaf. They were focused on their own evangelism. They went to Mexico. Listen, Mexicans know Christ so well that you don't even know or or comprehend. Many of them, there are so many uh, God-fearing churches there, Baptist churches, Pentecostal churches, and they fear God greatly. And I had asked some of the Mexican and Hispanic people, if you remember, we had an individual, he uh, he was from uh, one of the Latin countries, and uh, he's Russian, uh, and he, he and so they uh, the churches that he was that surrounded him, they didn't drink, they didn't uh, do a lot of things, the correct things that you're supposed to do. But here, churches are drinking and placing bottles and 
and this and these are people that spoke with me that used to tremble before the word of God and now they're in a charismatic service that uh, drinks and does all kinds of other things and he laughs about these things this is how they think they serve God they don't know that the God they're serving is actually has horns and a tail and that they he will be waiting for them unfortunately when they go to the next life and this is very and this is terrible therefore the confession of the hope belonging to the door of our hope is that arrow that is released by us that is called to destroy the stronghold of death and to bring us to the goal of our hope consisting of being moved from the earth to to God the unfortunate thing is that many Christians are theoretically familiar with the goal that is placed by God but are not familiar with the with the specific uh, price or uh, of what needs to be paid bearing fruit 12 times a year that would bring us to this great goal the eighth component of the price for the right to walk before God so that we can please God consists in the necessity to ask God that he revealed to us the sent by him person by whom he would be able to present to us the true gospel in the form of the elementary teaching of Christ which within our heart needs to be a covenant of peace when we receive the teaching of Christ we receive the covenant of, of rest or peace receiving such a person we in this way pay the price for the right to walk before God it, you have the component here of walking with God or before God when you receive the person whom God has sent and not someone that you could have elected democratically or one who came to you and said I have a prophecy as one came to me I have a prophecy that God has placed me uh, to be a pastor and I said what God placed you to be a pastor what prophecy did you receive there's no such a thing in scripture that someone randomly just receives a prophecy but he says I saw a dream and that's why I know and I know there are many pastors they because of dreams revelations they're not uh, even elected democratically because charismatic uh, services don't democratically vote uh, Pentecostals do Baptists do but they receive revelations in the charismatic services and they <clears throat> they themselves receive these revelations so-called revelations and then tell people about it but I'm talking about a person placed by God and you can differentiate him by the wisdom that he will have and the ability to read read when the, there's one reader he reads and he sees what is written here but one that is not given he cannot see he has to listen to the reader we all read but not all see we don't all see what we're reading oftentimes people say I don't understand anything all I all I see I just read but I don't understand anything I'm reading and they begin to see contradictions and when they tell me the contradictions I easily explain them they're not contradictions it's because it's written as logos in, in in the form of thought we are reading God's thoughts not Rhema and you think you're reading logos but uh, you think you're reading Rhema body when he was leaving he was convinced that everything that was written as Rhema I said everything that's written as logos these are God's thoughts that need to be interpreted and God gives this interpretation to those whom he sends the one he gives the seed to the one that he clothes into his delegated fathership 
but people unfortunately received the written word as Rhema, but it continues to be Logos. If it was Rhema, all would be saved. There would not be so many denominations. All would understand the same, but one understands one way, another differently, because one has one head, another has a different head, and the children of God have one head. They don't trust upon their intellect. They trust upon the messenger of God, whom God to whom God reveals the truth, and they have one thought and one heart, one mind and one heart. And so receiving such a person, we in this way pay the price to for the right to walk before God, because in this way we can perform good work or the works of God, which upon practice is to walk before God. And so receiving such a person, we do the work of God. And you don't need to drive somewhere to Mexico or Japan or Africa to uh, do something. You can do the work. Uh, you receive the person whom God has sent. As those who are self-called, who call them, who, those who call themselves, who have these doctorate certificates, who call themselves leaders of nation, and those who put themselves, uh, place themselves democratically uh, through voting, they think that they will reveal the truth of the preached word. They're not able to reveal these things. These are regular emissaries of Babylon who mix the revelations of God that they, as professional thieves, steal from the messengers of God and mix with the products of their own personal intellect, preparing uh, this uh, wine of wrath, a fornication, because God makes his lips only those who are his true apostles and prophets, whom he is clothed with the Holy Spirit and given given them a wise heart, able to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven in the quiet voice of the Holy Spirit and be led by the Holy Spirit as it is written. Paul said, For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness, nor was it in deceit. But as we have been approved by God to be tr- entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. For neither at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak for covetousness, God is God is witness, nor did he we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. First Thessalonians two, three through six. The price to walk before God and in this way to please God is receiving the person whom God has sent, and not someone who has been chosen or elected. Uh, democratically, which is hateful to God, or who may have placed themselves. Then he said to to him, What shall we do to do the work of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. John 6, 28-29 I would like this place that we know this by heart so that we easily... And so when people question, how did, how did someone, you ask, how did a person become a pastor Episcopal? Oh, when people say to me, oh, this is an Episcopal, they asked me to preach in one church when I just came here. And there was another person that came up, to, came in and they said, I'm sorry, a more titled person has come and we need to place him first. And this more tied one with a greater title, so-called this was the Episcopal that unfortunately committed suicide uh, later. And when I listened to everything he was saying, he did he he did not have uh, principles. He and when I was listening, I was so embarrassed. He was saying things. There was such foolishness being spoken, and it 
it was spoken in a way as if it's a revelation, and all acknowledged him. <clears throat> and he, un when he understood that God, and I think God revealed to him before his end that he's a candidate of, of hell, and he uh, hung himself in the back of his yard. And all of these pastors gathered, and all were kissing this hung uh, corpse, and 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 after that, his helper also hung himself. <clears throat> and so, and 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 he, uh, another one of his helpers, was saying that if I'm. Uh, he was also doing things, strange things, and so, and so, if we have this kind of situations, then this is very unfortunate. To perform the work of God in the plan of acknowledging over ourselves the authority of a person whom God has sent is a component of the price for the right and ability to walk before God, so we can please God. And the ninth component of the price, I think, we will make it for the right to walk before God so that we can please God consists in the necessity to acknowledge that our prince in the form of our uh, of our soul in the form of our reasonable abilities is although anointed to rule over our body needs to be rejected by us for the benefit of the prince in the form of David representing the mind of Christ within our spirit we know this very well but I am just showing it as a component that it is a part of walking before God, uh, walking with God. This is a pr paying of the price to walk with God. And when he had removed him, he this is Saul, he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. From this man's seed, according to the promise God, raised up the, for Israel a Savior, Jesus. Acts 13, 23 Until... Our mind in the form of of Saul is renewed by the spirit of our mind by removing him from the pedestal of power in for the benefit of David who is the mind of Christ by whom whom we can have only in our new man and so while we have not yet done this only Saul will rule over us remember with what care and trembling, David regarded Saul because he was an anointed person of God. It's important to remember that everything God does to man and by man, he does by his mind. And although our mind is not renewed with the spirit of our mind, that is, by the spirit of our mind within our new person, God has given him the royal anointing so that he can, as a goat, lead uh, ahead the the flocks of our thoughts and to tend them the unfortunate thing is that this goat in the form of Saul needed to follow a shepherd who is Samuel and not take upon himself his functions of a shepherd as Saul did resisting Samuel and telling him I thought and I counseled with the nation with his thoughts he had counseled with his thoughts that it would be better for the Lord your God if we would leave a, uh, of what is cursed, but we would leave the best of the of the goats and fl and herds. 
So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings as sacri and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness as an, is as iniquity and idolatry, because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He also has rejected you from being king. 1 Samuel 15, 23 Therefore, the price of the given component to walk for the right to walk before God is to remove the mind from the pedestal of power and to place your mind independence of our the mind of our new man or from our from our wise heart and this order is walking before god which pleases god amen beloved by god church we again have heard what is our primary goal that our primary goal is being moved and to meet with the lord bypassing the death that expects all people there is a specific beauty to meet with the Lord and to go to heaven with your body because there's a uh, there's a limitation of the people that may that have died uh, their body is still there and the law of sin and death is still there although the seed of life is there also we need to understand the glorious inheritance that God has prepared for us to be moved with our own bodies why do we need to have our body with our spirit and soul? Because when God places his seal, his resurrection in our in our spirit, soul, and body, and we receive our inheritance, we have the absolute right to enter into the holy uh, courts of Yahweh while the saints of people are laying in the ground, uh, but their spirit is in heaven, they're limited. You, you need to have your body. Understanding Apostle Arkady, when he, we see that this is the great inheritance to be moved and meet with the Lord, uh, bypassing death that expects all people because this will allow us to meet with the holy Jesus in heaven see him with when all his glory and with Jesus enter into the throne uh, the hall of the throne of God how wonderful it is to have the spirit soul and body as one command so that the resurrection of Christ, of Christ be there the birth of Methuselah is the means we are using to drive away death and to and put life within our body <clears throat> and for this to happen, as we've heard today, to learn to forgive, learn to forgive. And right now, we will pray, and I would like to call all people here who uh, would like to have or have not yet been freed from any offense in their heart, and also offenders who may have offended someone. This is the time when we can come to this place and we can repent. And speaking of forgiveness, I've noted one important thing for myself, that it's not impossible to forgive a person. There always is this bitterness, uh, and he won't forgive. And the reason, uh, you forgive when you know what your reward is, and you need to know what your reward is so that you are willing to pay the price. If your uh, father, mother, brother, sister, or anyone else has offended you, you will have pain in your heart or this bitterness in your heart and he continued to keep it because you don't know what the reward is and the reward is that we will be able to bypass death and have the opportunity to seek God and to stand before him and when we see this reward we see this uh, for the sake of these things we pay the price I forgive and I don't have offense in my heart and this is in all areas, in all areas, how a person 
uh, treats the service, if he abandons the service, and the reason he does is he doesn't see the reward. We need to see the reward in all the things we do and how we, and as it was said today, in forgiveness, God uh, will determine whether you have this promise or not. Uh, We are freed from these offenses, from the bitterness in our heart. We repent in our own actions because we look to the reward to to meet with the Lord in our with our bodies and so right now we call all the saints to this place whose spirit desires this I will be praying our prayer and I ask you to deeply believe that God is on your side. He is not against you. He has loved us with an eternal love. He has given us the work of his redemption. He has stood between us and our enemies to protect us, to lift us up to his level. Close your eyes. This is your secret room. Lift your hands to heaven. This is a sign that your hands are without wrath or doubt. Pray together with me. Heavenly Father, In the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you and upon this holy place in the church of your holy nation. I open my heart so that you may see my pain, my suffering, my wounds inflicted by sin and lust, which I hate and that I reject. I come to you with my dependence with sin that I'm bound with, illnesses, fear, pampered dignity, and dishonor, I ask you, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me, heal my wounds, restore me, and protect me by the blood of your Son.
and right now, before heaven and hell, I want to proclaim that in accordance to your words, I am washed, I am cleansed, I am healed, I am restored, I am justified, and I am saved. Your sins are forgiven, and your trespasses in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you. May he look upon you with his great face and show you mercy and give you peace. May thousands and ten thousands attempt to come near you, but they won't touch you. May the blessing of the ancient mountains and everlasting hills be on you. May with noise the stronghold of death be thrusted out from your body, and in its place the stronghold of life be erected. May all this be upon you and upon your, upon your children, and the nation shall say, Amen. And as you're taking your seats, I have a small announcement. Pastor Kadi, I'm asking you to receive me in, as a member into the body. I will ask you to please come out. He had made his desire known some time ago, and he's been listening and has been attending and is a part of our service but pastor has required this that people that come to the city to come to the actual visit church if they move here from a different place to be within this atmosphere to be together with us here listening to the word he needs to spend some time doing this and after a certain time has passed then he can make a marital union with the church if, for example, as one of us moves to a different country, then you will, and if you say, for example, you, you uh, come here, and so this is what Ivan has also done. Uh, he's come back, and so this needs to be a sober choice, a reasonable, a voluntary choice, not just oh, I'm in America, I'm with my own now, everything's great, you will see how we are. And and the atmosphere that's here, that we, we listen to the word, that we're nursed by the word, and after three months, if you still want to become an organic member, you can, and Ivan does. And Pastor has given this, uh, his approval, and so, of course, we will receive him. Stretch out your hand, and we will pray and receive him. As a member, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for Ivan, for this holy person that has today, he has the desire to join in the ranks of your people, to stand under your banners. He wants to unite with your Zion so that he has the legitimate right to unite with your truth. And so according to your word, we receive this blessing for him and we bless him from your holy place. May the Lord bless you. May he look upon you with his great face and show you mercy and give you peace. May thousands and ten thousands attempt to come near you, but they will not touch you. <clears throat> may upon you the ancient mountains and everlasting hills, these blessings be on you, and may they be fulfilled upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> we welcome you. And so he can tell us how to properly pronounce his name.
Thank you. You may take your seat. Let us finish with our manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.